Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on! Not today, thank you, with Jake Yap. Runaway costs came down the track, HS2. Not a soul was given the sack, HS2. The runaway costs came down the track, it's our cash and it's not coming back, HS, HS2. Yesterday, Boris Johnson gave the green light signal, yes, I'm going to pack as many railway analogies as I can into this, uh, to the HS2 project to the delight and enthusiasm of a grateful nation. It's so exciting, isn't it? Uh, one of the big contracts has gone to uh, Balfour Beatty, uh, named after Andrew Beatty, who is an English accountant who teamed up with George Balfour, who was, uh, well, he was an MP for the uh, Conservative Party back in the uh, 40s. Uh, wonderful heritage brand that uh, famous of course for uh, mucking up the mi6 building development with the plans going all over the shop and heading up the hs2 wing is uh, mark davies mark davies he's the managing director of balfour bt's hs2 wing and uh, well, where's he from then? Well, uh, he's, he's very good. Very, very good. Uh, he joined Carillion in 2008, rising to become managing director of, of it until it, it went bust with liabilities of £7 billion. It's OK. The choo-choo's not going to jump the track, guys. It's going to be absolutely fine. Carillion, I think, we're involved in HS2. Two. Also, JCB, uh, interestingly enough, uh, I believe that the HS2 project comes with some quite stringent stipulations about uh, emissions and stuff. So if you want to use digging machinery, uh, you've got to use something that's got very low emissions. Uh, and as far as I can tell, the only company that makes diggers with low enough emissions to work on HS2 uh, is uh, JCB. Uh, JCB, I don't know if you remember, where have I seen that brand? Oh yeah, it was when um, Boris Johnson ran the digger through the wall thing, do you remember? And I, I believe they might be donors to uh, a political party we all know and adore. JCB did make uh, a donation to Boris Johnson last year, also got a multi-million pound fine for violating EU antitrust laws in the year 2000. And uh, what's this I see? David Davis, David Davis, I'm a hard man. Uh, he's going to be doing 20 hours work a year at JCB. Uh, 20 hours of work a year. Worth it? Question mark? 
and he's going to get £60,000 to do 20 hours of work a year for JCB. Let's not forget Lord Bamford, who is head of JCB, made a £100,000 donation to the Vote Leave campaign during the 2016 EU referendum. We're in safe hands, guys. HS2, all in all, going to be two times the price of a comparable scheme run in Europe. Why? Because it's all being done by private companies and probably about half the cost is simply hiring people to ring up each other to make sure that each contractor is doing the thing it's supposed to be doing instead of if it was a nationalised company like you get in Europe. You know, we have the nickname Treasure Island. I'm just doing the thing, hang on. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. We do welcome you on board this Windrush charter flight this morning. And whilst we airline staff do use the word do too much, along with the phrase at this time, we do ask that you pay attention to the foreign safety demonstration at this time. Do fasten your seatbelts by sticking the buckle into the hole and try not to think of the huge hole your forcible quasi-repatriation will leave in your family in Britain as we do rip you away from the only life you've ever known at this time. Life jackets are located under your seat and should you need to inflate them, you can do so by tugging sharply on the court, the same way the thought of your children wondering where the hell you are tugs at your heartstrings. Finally, on hearing the command brace, 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 we do ask that you do brace yourself for being unceremoniously dumped back in what we like to think of as the colonies. Now that the motherland has no further use for you and isn't interested in taking responsibility for your rehabilitation or your family's welfare. And if it all seems too much to bear, it is worth remembering that at the very least, you do have escaped from a country with a home secretary who has advocated for a return to capital punishment at this time so it could have been worse thank you very much for choosing Windrush Air we do appreciate you do have a choice oh wait no you don't thank you yes this execrable piece of music can only mean one thing that we're about to play a bad game show here on the podcast Uh, this one is Turn a phrase. And here's your host, someone with not much in the way of career prospects anymore, Jake Yap. Hello, everybody. Hello. Yes, it's time to play Turn a Phrase, where we reveal a picture. You tell us what the Turn a Phrase is contained therein. Remember, see it, say it. Sorted. No way, that's something different. Right. It's time to reveal today's square. Hmm. Tricky, that. Just a little something sort of moving to and fro, sort of thrusting. Well, what's your guess? Uh, what do you think the turn of phrase is? You can email it's uh, not today at swanburst.com or you can tweet not today pod. Lots of people have been getting in touch. Last week, I was picking up threads. I mean, it's Tuesday, which seems to be a thing that people are trying to make stick. I'm, I'm happy to let it stick. It's non-secretary Tuesday. Although I would have thought that this being the second one of those, we should be doing something different. Anyway, uh, we were asking last week, what is a Scarlet Moffat? Uh, nobody seemed to know. Uh, Lee said, uh, obviously, a Scarlet Moffat is a rare butterfly. Oh, that's a nice thought. In fact, that kind of works beautifully. Uh, he also says, uh, I had a horrible case of the Scarlet Moffats, laid me up for a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets less get less lovely. Uh, Jimmy says, I burnt myself the other morning whilst taking a Scarlet Moffat out of the toaster. Still sore. Sad. I kind of love the Trump tweet aesthetic. 
just putting that little adjective at the end. Is that a describing word? Whatever. Uh, David said, uh, I bought a Scarlet Moffat attachment for my Cape Bush Mark II last week. I've only just cleared up all the marmalade and snow. Very good. Pablo, I had a Scarlet Moffat last year. But I got an ointment from the chemist that cleared it right up, and my Moffat's been fine ever since. That's good. Now, uh, Vegetectus or Vegetectus. I'm going to come on to that. He wrote a whole poem. Uh, there was a young damsel named Scarlet who fancied herself as a starlet. Once on the telly, she cried, Oh, my Nelly, I've gone left me ma'am in the car lot. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I know this is awful. My Pam Ayers was much better. Don't talk to me about Pam Ayers. We're not talking about Pam Ayers, all right? There's, none of that's happening. We were talking about free food. Uh, Pablo went past Weatherspoons in town. They were doing free food and drink as they test out the newly refurbished pub. Uh, so he went and had an American breakfast, which looks unacceptable. I'll look the other way with hash browns, but you can't have pancakes next to a sausage. Weatherspoons, wonderful, wonderful brand. Lots of people wanted to know what happened with me and Pam S. Nothing happened with me and Pam S. Uh, Julie says, I have a number of friends in the S&M community. Do you now? Who reliably inform me that the Scarlet Moffat is an invention. <laughs> For self-abuse, where you sit on a static bike and by pedalling, a wheel of spanking paddles hits your behind. So elaborate. Amazing. Lee says, uh, I'm back at the hospital next week to have my Scarlet Moffats pinched out again. Uh, they've been giving me proper jip, haven't been able to sit down for weeks. That's awful, that. David says, uh, Scarlet Moffat, noun, often attributive, plural, Scarlet Moffats. Definition one, angry rash caused by aggressive, persistent flatulence. <laughs> Who flatulates to the point of generating rash? Uh, two, must be those really hot ones. Sorry. Two, Victorian nickname for one who shows disgraceful fear or timidity. <laughs> you, sir, are Scarlet Moffat. Three, small-eared mammal of the lying Boris forests of southeastern Asia. Very good. Yesterday we asked, uh, who would you like a biopic, or biopic if you want to be wrong, uh, about, and who would you like to play that person? Uh, Lee suggested uh, he'd like a biopic made of Jeffrey Hayes off of Rainbow. Hello. Yeah, why not? Starring Nigel Havers. Oh, good call. Hello. And Vegetectus, or is it Vegetectus? I'll come on to that. He says biopic, but it could be B-O-R-P-I, I don't know. He says, I'll start with this one and have a further think. Uh, Jeremy Corbyn, played by William Bramble. I think you mean Wilfred Bramble. Uh, Steptoe and son. He says, I know, I know he's left us, but we can use CGI for this one. Imagine spending your life generating CGI Wilfred Bramble. No one, no one needs to spend their life like that. I once did a cartoon uh, for Victor Lewis Smith for a terrible show called TV Awful. Um, he, he he made me, he, he asked me to do a cartoon. I was in my 20s and that sort of thing's funny. I had to do a cartoon called Tubby the Tumor. I spent a week drawing a thousand pictures of a little walking cancerous blob. Uh, and it's not a way to spend your life. Uh, Pat's got some modern takes on kids shows uh, in 2020. Uh, Knacker Crack. With terrible games. <laughs> I don't want to. The Fritzel Maze. Oh, come on. That's no. Very Blue Peter. The Degeneration Game. I like that. 
Oh, we might play the degeneration game. Uh, the tragic roundabout, <laughs> Fragpus with explosions. Think of a number of casualties and slay score. Amazing. Then people like Jem started polluting my timeline with Jaffa cakes. Oh, God, so much of it. Julie says, where's the Jake Yap biopic starring Liam Neeson? <laughs> yes, because he and I share so many values. And uh, we had a poll about how should we pronounce Vegetectus or Vegetectus, because nobody really knows, including at Vegetectus, uh, who uh, we welcome on board as a, a Patreon as much as anything else. And uh, I ran a poll and I can give you the results. Uh, the poll closed at uh, about five o'clock this morning, I think. And the poll came in for the second pronunciation. So that's quite revealing. 59.1% versus 40.9%. Interesting. Very interesting. Neil's got an idea for a biopic or biopic. It's scone. It's very simple. Scone. You don't talk about traffic cons. Uh, Carmela Vitali, the woman who single-handedly invented the pizza saver, the little plastic thing that they put in the middle of pizza boxes for delivery to stop it from sticking. Oh, sure, the little table things. I know what you mean. It was 1983 when Carmela came up with the idea, and therefore the soundtrack should consist of great 80s classics such as Double Dutch by Malcolm McLaren. Oh, skip that. I'm round and I'm round. Uh, the snot rap by Kenny Everett. Oh, I did have the snot rap, and I think it was a special limited edition green single. And the classic Margarita Time by Status Quo. Ooh. Casting will be limited on this project to popular choices, and therefore the two front runners for playing Carmelo would be either Meryl Streep or Chris Pratt. My favourite uh, journalist on TV at the moment, he's on ITV News. And he always signs off. He goes, Chris Ship, ITV News. That's Chris Ship. Keep up the great work, he says. And I'd love some of your older songs uh, on, like First Fag of the Morning. Oh, Neil, no no problem. And uh, premier uh, Patreons, by the way. And uh, they're dropping some serious tonnage. Uh, they get access to my entire back catalogue. I'm uh, building a folder of all my bits and pieces, all my music and everything I've ever recorded, pretty much. Just saying. Matt says, Howdy, howdy. A friend of mine is a detective inspector and he told me this story this afternoon. A colleague of his in uniform went round to an individual's house. It's like you're reading it off the notebook now. We went round to the suspect's house to take a statement from him and his wife. He knocked on the door and petted the dog that had been playing in the garden. The big mistake. The door was duly answered and the officer followed the dog indoors and was directed into the living room where the dog lay down in front of the fire. The statement began being taken in earnest and during the conflab the dog got up, started turning in circles and then proceeded to evacuate its bowels on the carpet. The chap didn't bat an eyelid apparently. The officer looked on horrified that this chap would simply let his dog defecate on the living room floor. Some people, he thought, utterly appalling. I don't know, I mean, I know people... Anyway, the statement ended, ended and the officer asked the chap if he could now see his wife. Unfortunately, the wife was out at this time, so the officer said he would have to come back the following day to take her statement as well. That's absolutely fine, said the chap, but could I ask you a favour, please? Certainly, sir, replied the officer. You can always ask, because that's how all policemen talk, just so you know. The chap nodded and said, uh, Next time you come, would you mind leaving your dog in the car? <laughs> 
True story. Oh, man. I love that. That's so British. It's like that story about Douglas Adams and the biscuits on the train. I think I've already told that story. It's such a good story. If you want to hear it, just let me know. So today I'm going to ask you, uh, when is the last time you had to properly style something out? Probably at work. Uh, I only ask that because uh, in the news today, Michael Gove has confirmed that uh, post-Brexit, there will be trade barriers uh, imposed uh, between Ireland and Northern Ireland or between the mainland UK and you know what I'm saying. Uh, And, you know, we were promised that wasn't happening and now he's got to sort of stand there and and style that out, which must be a really lovely feeling. Uh, I was wondering, what about you? I was thinking... I once had uh, a thing where I was supposed to devise a kind of presentation as part of my degree, of which I did 12 weeks, and suddenly realised I'd forgotten all about it, and it was the day of the thing, and tried to style it out. It was like me and two other people, I think. We, we, we were supposed to work on something together, and we didn't, and so we pretended it was a workshop thing. And we tried. We were like, guys, we thought it'd be really interesting if we made it an interactive like workshop thing. So, like, what are your ideas? It was really awful. It was the worst. So, what about you? What's the last time you had to properly style something out? You can email nottoday at swanburst.com or you can tweet at nottodaypod on the Twitters there. Uh, that's it for today. Thanks very much indeed for your company. Uh, do spread the word. It does make a massive difference. Uh, if we could just get a few more people listening, I can't tell you. What kind of... I mean, I can't because I literally don't know. I can't quantify it. Anyway, that's it. See you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been a Swanburst Media production. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.